This is Talitha Kume, and you're tuned in to Intimate Conversations, presented by Food for the Soul, Hot 7025 F. Make radio great again. In these uncertain times, everyone needs a hand up. Becoming a sponsor or making a donation to Food for the Soul Media Group is a great opportunity to help. Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Hot 702.5 FM Streaming Radio and live on our FB page. Intimate Conversations discusses all of those topics we don't like to talk about. Become a sponsor or donate today at foodforthesoulmediagroup.press or email us at foodforthesoulpresents at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in this afternoon to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul Media Group here on Hot 702.5 FM and on our Food for the Soul FB page. If you guys haven't already, go like our page, follow us on Instagram at Food for the Soul Media Group and Orlay Worldwide, and subscribe to our YouTube stations, Food for the Soul Media Group and Intimate conversations and if you would like to be um if you would like to call in and be a part of our conversation today you can do so by calling 702-551-5261 or you can comment on our facebook page and don't forget to hashtag us at hashtag food for the soul and hashtag intimate conversations you guys so yeah yeah our theme for the month has been or is mind your business and um last saturday we talked about what did we talk about? Uh, show me the money. Show me the money. So we talked about how to how to actually start your business and um, how to take your idea, formulate it, and and make it into something great. Yeah. And so this week, you guys, we are actually going to be discussing out of touch. And so we're going to be talking about online versus brick and mortar. So we're going to be talking about whether your business should be online. Um, if you want to try and get a store, what the differences are, we're going to be talking about that minimum wage debate oh, and yeah. also, and, and with, with the small business. And then actually we're going to be talking about image. Is image everything or is just having a good product good enough? And then we're going to be talking about word of, mar- word of mouth advertising in 2021, <clears throat> you guys. So let's go ahead and get into the show. You know that I got uh, I got articles, so... Oh, yeah, she got articles. Yeah, she got okay. books today. <laughs> I got articles, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. Yeah. So this first article I found, was it's called E-Commerce versus Brick and Mortar, the State of Retail in 2021, you guys. So when looking at brick and mortar versus e-commerce, you must understand the difference in the shopping experience. E-commerce offers a different shopping experience than visiting a brick and mortar location. So we'll go through some major differences between e-commerce and retail businesses. And first it says brick and mortar is a, um, a place where you can physically interact or touch a product. So that's any type of store yep. you go into or any type of business you go into where you can physically go in there, talk to the people, see the people, see the product or whatever, purchase it and then go about your way. And then e-commerce, it relies on images and videos for you to learn about the product, and that's usually online. So retailers know that change is the only constant. Brick-and-mortar retailing is in the midst of massive disruption and is closing hundreds of stores each year. The e-commerce business model with its historically lowered cost is going through a transformative period. 
Traditional brick-and-mortar businesses are adapting and transforming their business models. Some are even trying to integrate a mix of online and offline channels to serve customers better. So to help you prepare for your business this year, we're going to explore the behaviors and strategies of shoppers and retailers, including why online stores have <coughs> higher profit margins than their offline counterparts and how consumers choose which brands to buy, you guys. So I thought this chart was really, really good. And this is how we buy. And so it has your uh, sh your online, and then it has your um, your retail, your brick and mortar. So it says 96% of Americans shop online versus 65% of shopping budget spent in the store. So let's talk about that. So yeah. what's stopping consumers from shopping online? And when and where are consumers shopping online? And so this says that what's stopping consumers from shopping online, 58% said that it's the shipping costs that stops them from shopping online. 43% of them shop in the bed. So they're sitting in their bed on mm -hmm. their phone or on their uh, laptop or whatever, they're, and they're purchasing things. 58% also say that not being able to try the product stops them from shopping online. 20% says that they shop in the bathroom. So while you're in there on the toilet, you're in there going through your phone, shopping, picking right. out stuff. That's really weird. But anyway, 34% uh, said that they don't like waiting for delivery. 20% said that they actually shop in the car. So I hope they're not driving and shopping, but they're shopping in the car. And then 58% said that it's difficult to return. So that's why they don't like shopping online. 23% shop actually in the office while they're at work. Yep. And it says shopping habits changed so rapidly in 2020 that thousands of businesses were caught <laughs> unaware. Trends that were in their infancy and forecast to, um, in some cases, materialize over the course of the decade have been accelerated beyond all recognition. For example, there was a huge shift to online shopping since the start of the crisis, with 53% of consumers now buying more things online than normal. And many retailers found themselves unable to adapt to the new consumer demands without the correct infrastructure in place. As a result, an overwhelming number of shoppers are being let down by online orders since the pandemic began, contributing to an e-commerce e climate in which trust is now the primary motivator when selecting who to buy with as unreliable delivery has become all too common. You hear me? Mm -hmm. So while the COVID-19 pandemic has skyrocketed the growth of <clears throat> online shopping, there is still a large segment of the population that wants to venture away from their computer screens and have in-store experiences. According to Radiant's second annual State of Consumer Behavior Report, 46% of respondents said that given the choice, they prefer <clears throat> to shop in person yeah. rather than online. And so this just says the key uh, findings of the State of Consumer Behavior 2021 report include 33% of respondents prefer shopping at physical stores because they like to view, touch, and interact with physical products, while 26% enjoy the overall shopping experience that the physical location just brings. They just like being there, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't want to um, wait for delivery. 29.8% of respondents said in-location customer service has gotten better in the past year, while 17.4% said customer service has gotten worse. A memorable interaction with one or more employees could be enough to coax a customer back, while a poor interaction could drive them into the arms of their digital competitors. 48% of respondents said that they have replaced products they typically purchase at physical stores with competitors online. And then it says alternatives, um, 20, uh, uh, online alternatives rather. 25% said that they switch brands more often today 
than ever before. So mm. basically, it's saying that the e-commerce is at, this this article actually says that e-commerce is going to decelerate substantially this year in 2021. They forecast that the worldwide e-commerce growth will downshift to 14.3% in 2021, and that's partially because of the brick-and-mortar rebound. So we're coming back. The brick-and-mortars, the people who want to spend in the stores, they're coming back. And then it says we also forecast that overall worldwide retail will actually rebound to about 5.1% growth. So we're going to be growing back, and we're going to be hopefully getting back to normal, as um, a lot of um, us are getting vaccinated. And then also the China, it says, will continue to lead the world in digital buyers in 2021 with $792.5 million um, globally that they will be able to gain from shoppers. And it will produce $2.779 trillion in e-commerce sales. That is absolutely crazy. China is Golly, China. Okay. And then it says the brick and mortar retailers following a dip in 2020, we forecast that total retail sales growth will begin to recover in 2021, rising to $5.630 trillion. That yeah. is amazing. So yeah, that it is. says that brick and mortar retail sales will rebound in 2021, and it is becoming increasingly clear that, that the preached death of brick and mortar was premature. So as we begin a new year, it's good to take time um, to look at what lies ahead for retailers and online merchants. While COVID-19 brought many retailers to the breaking point in 2020, it also accelerated retail technology trends that had already been infiltrating the industry over the years. And so... Bobby, what what do you think? What do you think about that? It's just and then and then it says something about the key trends, and it's just saying that AI is going to get a whole lot better because they're going to have to try and personalize the AI when you're talking to mm-hmm. each other. So if it's like if you're um, a frequent shopper and you see on your computer where it says "Hi, Bobby," you know, on your yeah. AI, it makes yeah. it a little bit more personable right. for you to continue shopping online. And then also, it's saying that um, they have to uh, they're having to increase their focus on privacy to make sure that people, if they are going to be shopping online, that they have a good shopper experience and they don't um, get um, get taken, you know what I'm saying, trying to put their credit card information and everything online. But what do you think about the overall artic- article and the brick and mortar versus the online? Uh, I'm two ways. I believe that there's a lot of companies that don't need the brick and mortar, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them that do. This... Um, this whole movement, I believe, is just to get people, like you said, comfortable with AI mm-hmm. and getting AI to replace the actual act of humanity yeah. because of the flaws in humanity. So it would be like a perfect human, in a sense, the AI. You think so? Yeah. Like iRobot? Yeah, or kind of like Eagle Eye. All these things that they've been trying to predict us the past 30 years in media mm-hmm. just to get our minds ready for what's really coming because it's really happening now. You know, we see it. We see it in our phones. We see more, more personal messages from from uh, from AI, more mm-hmm. personal, you know, treatment, like you just said, with the name and, you know, all the algorithms and then the, the what do you call that thing where it detects your shopping habits, all of those things to personalize what you buy and how you feel about certain yeah. items. They make you buy more without yeah. humans. Right. So that's the move. It's not no more knocking knocking on your door trying to sell you a Bible. We'll just, you know, do it online. It's so slick. 
Right. It's 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 really slick, and I, and I believe that we you know we were not. I don't want to say we were hoodwinked, but the um the social the social media aspect is what really got the ball rolling right. and so and it's funny because we're going to watch the social network for our um our movie review yep. on on um monday but the social media aspect of life when we started to realize that we could communicate with each other and different things like that and then the businesses realized that we were communicating with each other and everything was online and they were like oh hey we're going to sell these products and we're going to try and get it online and then these people are going to purchase and buy and then we're going to be able to see everything that they do and so it's funny because when social media started to you know a lot of us didn't realize unbeknownst to us when it first came out you know that they were collecting a lot of our information and so now you see these personalized ads on your facebook on your instagram you know what i'm saying or whatever google because they are they're watching everything that you're looking at everything that you um that you view on youtube different things like that and then they are gathering that to be able to personalize it to yourself. Yeah. So the only thing that they haven't done yet, some of them haven't gotten to the, you know, hi, Talitha, would you like this sweater? You know, they haven't mm-hmm. done that yet. But, That's common. But, but it, it pops up on there. What do you think about the brick and mortar, though, as far as the fashion industry? Because that's what uh, the, you know, the, yeah. the industry brick that we're mortar, in. Brick and mortar, as far as the fashion industry, I think you need it. Yeah. I think that even if it's small, you need somewhere for somebody to come in and actually touch garments. Yeah. You know. What about jewelry? Is that the same? Because you do Always. both. Always. Because you do both. So Anything you, small and personal, I believe you need brick and mortar. There's a lot of companies, like people that do independent stuff, like uh, car washes and stuff in parking lots or um, child, uh, adolescent training as far as uh, working out and all that. You don't need a brick and mortar for those things, I don't believe. Okay. But, yeah, things of this nature where it's – you need to try it on and things. I think you do. Okay. And I, I yeah, I, I feel I feel the same way. I feel like jewelry, maybe not so much, depending on what type of jewelry that you sell or accessories. You know, as long as you have a, a good size, and you know, if you're a plus size person, you might want to go. You know, because sometimes it's difficult to make uh, for plus size people for you know for reasons that you know you. A lot of times, you're going to go with uh, designers are going to go with standard type of things that they make and so if they are not g- going to be able to tailor it to you then you know I, i'm getting a, a um a bracelet and it won't fit because well I that have all fat falls wrist. under art yeah I have now jewelry wrist. and stuff so, like rings and yeah you know precious metals and all that you definitely yeah. need it yeah yeah. And so, um, okay, so you guys, so after talking about the brick and mortar versus online or e-commerce, let's talk about your image for your business. Does it really matter? So I found this article, and it's long as well, so I'm going to try and go through it as best I can. But it says, according to trend reports, between 65 and 85% of people describe themselves as visual learners. In this fast-paced digital world, there is such an enormous glut of images being displayed on websites, social media, in the press, and indeed everywhere we look that it can be rather overwhelming for the consumer. So users have to pick and choose from a whole host of quality content and images, images all vying for their attention. So this just says the benefits of using quality images is that you can invest lots on, it says you can invest lots on, on SEO Google ads, and all the rest, but without a good bank of images, the online marketing strategies you employ for your business can be wasted. So you're wasting money. 
It says images do so much more than just paint a pretty picture. A study carried out, carried out by PR News found that online content with good images gets 94% more views than those without it. Image access storytellers. You can evoke an emotion, a dream, or a vision simply by using a well-placed, carefully composed image. Visitors to your website will read the images and in a split second, they will make a decision whether or not the rest of your website content is relevant to them or not. So that's important. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the crunch, you can lead a customer to your product online, but unless it looks alluring and the image confirms that they need your product or service in their life, the customer will drop off at the final moment and they will, they will not complete the transaction or they won't engage in your brand. It says shoddy substandard images look unprofessional, and it's as simple as that. At best, an inadequate image will demote your status among your competitors, and worse, will turn away customers and negatively affect sales. Poor quality images cheapen your brand and communicate to the consumer that your brand is impersonal and trustworthy. And untrustworthy. untrustworthy. I'm sorry, it's not not trustworthy untrustworthy yeah. and so what do you what do you think about that it's just it has a whole lot of stuff about um having smartphones and different things like that um it says about product photography so if you're selling goods online you want to make sure that you have great great shots yeah. of your product um and then and then it also talks about lifestyle images making sure that you know like especially with what bobby and i do that you have shots of your images or your product but you also have lifestyle shots of people in your product or yeah. in your brand. So that's important. And then it says infographics is important because it says the brain processes images 60,000 times faster than it does text. So an infographic is an illustrated image that demonstrates a concept or delivers information and statistics visually. So I can have something that is a picture that kind of shows you exactly what I'm trying to convey without words. Right. And that's pretty much what our, that's what our slogan is. Um, yeah. You know, so what what do you think about the images part? And is image really everything? Is it to it's you? It's beyond everything. Okay. I believe it's beyond everything. Now, what I don't know is how, how our images transfer to other people. Right. You know, because I post from an older iPhone to IG. I don't know if my stuff looks Android on the other side. What's you know, wrong with Android? And a lot like of times it just looks like you try to send an Android pic to an iPhone, it's not going to come the same. Right. So I, I don't know how our stuff looks on the other side, but our intent is to have clear, usable images of our stuff to promote. And then behind those clear, usable images, a very clear, direct line of communication mm -hmm. with the people we're aiming to connect to. So do you think, though, so that, that's, that's a topic that we should bring up, and I don't know if anybody can comment, but so the difference between uploading your images on your phone, depending on what type of phone you have. So say, for instance, like we do a show, and, and I'm back there, and I don't have an iPhone, and I have my Android, and so I have the best quality Android, I, I think, and then I am taking pictures or doing video of our show, and then I upload it to Facebook. So it's not going to look as clear. Right on Facebook from my phone as it would from your phone, correct? Well, is that what we think? Is that what well, we're saying? I don't know. I'm thinking that, yeah, from you, you seeing it on FB would look clear. But for me, it might not. Because, you know, because I see a lot of Because you're on an iPhone. Yeah, but that's what I don't know. Because, like, I get, I, get, I get a lot of followers on IG uh -huh. that might even have a good amount of numbers. Okay. But the majority of the images look grainy, like sand. Okay. So I'm assuming by 
the shitty display of their images that this is probably a scam page, even oh. if they have enough followers. Wow. So I think that that stuff matters, and I think it's a certain grit that just makes me, that turns me off okay. of images. So, so that might be the same thing with... So then what do you say then? That's something that we probably will have to uh, talk about because what do you say to people who think that their images are going forth in the best quality and they're not? Like possibly, like I said, if they're, if they're doing something on an iPhone where their image is clear to them mm-hmm. and clear to other iPhone users and then I get it as an Android person and I'm shopping, I'm like, oh, this, this doesn't look as great because well, it doesn't look as great a, on my phone. Yeah, if you, you know? can find a real one, a friend... Ask them. Okay. You know, generally a real friend is going to tell you most of the time, 85% of the time they're going to yes man you and pacify you. You know what? But but, but, it'd but be good if somebody just tell you, you're like, nah, this is not what that is. And not like trying to hurt your feelings, but let me know what it is so that way I can uh, use that information against somebody else's information. Like, okay, now I'm doing my own, my own, uh, what do you call that? Research. Research. Yeah. So now. So I mean I think that's good too, case but study, I, but rather. but but I also think though that a lot of times people are yes people because they just don't know. So you think about it. If you, I don't a, think a lot of people know. You, no 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 no. A lot of people don't know because that's how you actually you get your consumer. Because really, a lot of times designers like yourself and fashion people they tell people what to know. So think about it. If you if you put a an image out there and I am just a normal average person, mm-hmm. I really don't know that that image might not be the greatest image. I just see it and I'm like, oh my God, that's dope. But somebody who has an eye like a skilled photographer or um, a person who does marketing, they would be better to be able to be like, okay, Bobby, that's grainy. Because you, you'll notice a lot of times when I'm looking at stuff, I can't even tell it's grainy. Right. I just like the picture. So if I just like the picture, then I'm one of those people Who's um who's ignorant to the fact that the picture is grainy? Then there's you nothing wrong saying? with that. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, so I'm saying if fine, you ask, as long so, as you don't bite it, bite into a scam page. No, no, I'm just saying that when you're asking friends, you're saying asking right. real ones. Some of them might not realize they just like the picture, but they don't realize they don't see the. Ask specific questions. You know what I'm saying? Then you ask specific questions. Okay. Is this grainy? Yeah. Is this acceptable for promote promoting yeah. my product? Okay. You know. Okay. Well, I mean, I can get with that. I can understand that. I feel like I've always felt like, you know, image, it's a big deal, man. It's a really, really big deal just because it just says a lot about you as soon as you step into the room. But what I have found, though, I think we were talking about this before, too, though, sometimes it's it's a it's it's a fine line between image and personality Mm. or your charisma or what you have to bring to the table because like I said before I've seen a lot of um, Instagram pages or people going live on Facebook or something like that or whatever and the image is not the best like it's not quality it's not nothing about it that looks cute Um, they might be coming over there on, on there no makeup no nothing or whatever trying to sell a product but because of their personality yeah. and their charisma because that shines through it doesn't matter how they look it doesn't right. matter how they look. If I'm coming on here just spitting game or something like that or whatever, some people just, you know, I'm, I'm tickling their ears. They yeah. like what I'm talking about. And so they're not even caring about, you know, the look of anything. They're just like, man, okay, yeah, she's spitting real stuff. That's it. Or he's spitting real stuff. You That's know what, what I'm saying? saying? So if you connect with some, when you connect with people, they, they look past a lot of that. If you can find a safe way to connect with people. And so then that's the thing then. Let's talk about connection then. Yeah. So with imagery... Um, do you think that 
imagery is needed more like say for instance you yourself like i have you doing a whole lot of stuff more um live and online or whatever Mm -hmm. um do you think that your personality will get a shopper sometimes quick quicker than you posting an image so let's talk about that and i'm talking about you specifically absolutely i think that because like first of all i don't like taking pictures Mm -hmm. you know i do it just for promotion Mm mm-hmm but when I need to take a picture, I do it with a message. I think I think that if we can bypass just taking pictures or do it, mm-hmm. we can actually connect to people regardless of how the images look. Like we are just saying before, if I develop a message first, like I do, okay, I got an idea in the message what I want to say. Then I take a picture that just kind of fits right in that category to post it just so people can know I'm still around. Okay. Stay relevant, rather. Okay. And so that's something that I guess you would say that is helpful yeah. to people who want to continue to stay relevant, continue to be out there. You don't necessarily have to post a picture. If right. you if you're comfortable with talking or you come across as somebody that is personable or even let's say this, if you're trying to work on your um on your skills and right. being personable, then it might be a good idea just to maybe jump on a live sometimes or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you're making something or whatever, if you're a designer or something like that or whatever, maybe showing yourself design or something like that just to let people know the process, um, right. how much time it takes for you to do this product. And I think that sometimes for us buyers, you know, that might be more um, appreciative. We might be more appreciative. Absolutely. what you have going on. You know so what I'm yeah, saying? Adding, so, yeah, adding that in there is always good. Because points of connection. Yeah, because the finished product is cool, but if I see you and how you actually put the product together or just see the time you spent in it or something like that, then it kind of gives it more of a wow factor for me. It gives it more of a like, wow, he was able to do this with this little thing and do that, and then it came out like this. Because seeing the finished product is cool, but to connect to me personally is that, yeah. And even in that, because I know – that my setup isn't where I want it to be mm-hmm. for that type of party. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I so badly want to. And I know it's it's coming up on time to where I'll be able to develop that, that space for that. But you're right. You need that. You need that that uh, behind the scenes, what I created, how I created it, little moment to connect, to stay connected to your people who've been, you know, supporting you. Yeah, and I, and I think that's mainly for artists, though. It's mainly right. it's mainly for artists. It's not for everybody. But right. I'm just saying across the board, sometimes, guys, no matter what product you have, sometimes it's best just to kind of jump on here and let people know um, about who you are and what's right. going on with you because I, it, we're finding that people, they like the story. They like the backstories of how things came to be. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also it kind of cuts, it, it cuts away the... Excuse me. It kind of cuts away the assumption factor. Right. And so when people see a finished product, they assume whatever they assume by the finished product. But when you jump on there and talk about real life and different things like that, then it kind of brings you down to their level. It makes you normal. Yeah, we were able to connect to people on so many levels with that because we had crappy pictures in the beginning. Yeah. But I had a story and I was like I was connecting to people on the outside of social media. This is when we were doing things. Right. When bigger in person, mm-hmm. and the social media was kind of like a, bu- a bump and a bonus, and it's kind of flipped over. Yeah. But at that moment, it didn't really matter how, to me, trash bag our images were because we had a lot of personal hand-to-hand, and they were getting the stuff before I posted the images. Right. So the because images that's, would go that's, up, and yeah. the people share afterwards, and it's like, 
it worked that way for us. It don't work for everybody that yeah. way, but you know. Well, that was because I think because you were in the club atmosphere. When you were, yeah. when you were in the club, and you then were I made able, sure I had a story while yeah. I was, you know. Yeah, you were able to touch doing people. That club stuff. You were able to touch people right. that way. But you guys, I, I I believe that like we were saying, images images that uh, a lot of a lot of celebrities are starting to realize that as well in 2020. Like I said, it hit us and smacked us right in the face. And then it also made your celebrities realize that, hey, we need to start being more personable if we're right. going to stay relevant. But what worked for them is because we saw them first as the celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then we saw them being personable. So sometimes, you know, for that, it might not work the other way around. Right. Like I'm grinding and I'm talking to you guys and people are looking at me like so, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm grinding trying to make it. But I've already made it, and then I come back and I come to you with no makeup on. Mm-hmm. Or I come to you and I show you, you know, my dogs that I have at home or whatever because you already connected with me on the screen yeah. or on the radio or on the video or whatever. Now I can come back down and talk to you about real-life stuff, and it's not about the image anymore because you've already yeah. connected to the image. Right. But the image was first, though. Yeah. Times have changed. It's yeah. tires have turned. This is yeah. the season for the underdog, for the Man, cat who wasn't yeah. cool at school, for the dude who sat by himself at lunch. This is our season. Yeah. So all the celebrities who we've been admiring and stuff on the big screen, we've now become them on a little screen and are getting more views and more respect than they are on the big screen. Heck yeah. The times have really switched over. So yeah. So connect. now, so now's the time. You know, yeah. while while we're in this, uh, you know, for as long as we have, go ahead and. Make it crack. Yeah, so max that's out to that, the max. Do something different, man. Yes, that is going to be our message yep. always. So we're about to take a break. You guys, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Intimate Conversations on Hot 702.5 with Talitha and Bobby. And we are talking about being out of touch. Do we prefer brick-and-mortar buildings to e-commerce? Does it matter how my website or my FB page looks? Um, we're talking about money. When we come back, we're going to talk about the $15 increase, is that good or is that bad, you guys? And then word of mouth marketing is our last subject we're going to talk about. So, you guys, we will be right back after this sponsor message. Premium Grooming Essential. This, this products provides you with excellent yes. hair and skin products, along with high-quality grooming products for the hair of the future. Their multi-use professional product for barbers and cosmetologists will make your desired hairlines, goatees, and eyebrows pleasingly crisp. Crisp, keeping your desired lines and shapes crisp. By Mook the Bar the Barber. Go to www.crispproducts.com. C R I S P R O D Crisp. C Mook T S Barber today. Crisp. Mook the Barber. Crisp. Mook the Barber. Sunny day when I go to a meet and my watch say that I ain't come to play. I made a hundred K the other day. I'm 
about to treat this rap shit the same way, just like I'm pumping yay. Keep my inventory stocked with product the cop. Keep them addicted so they cop if they got it or not. I'm from a block where they see cops and swallow they rocks. We keep bitches out our business and hollows and glocks. Linking up with my team, the plot on the top. In the hood, I'm barely seen, I'm out on the dock. 1200 for the jeans that's bulging with knots. Treat the huddle like family, we all that we got. If it's money to be made, let's set up a shop. You gon' be the one in charge, I'm calling the shots. Used to hustle hard by the street sign. Money come and go, I'ma keep mine. Money come and go, so I'ma grind every day. Even when it's slow, I'ma grind every day. Money come and go, so I'ma grind every day. Even when it's slow, I'ma grind every Dollar stakes while the rocks glitz. Louis boots, Louis trench, Cartier on the wrist. This the shit, yeah, nigga living life. G wagon windows tinted, 160 at the light. Phone keep getting alerts from selling merch. Stacks bulging out of my pocket, just sold a verse. Hit the jeweler like, damn, Gary is my piece done. Now I'm rocking 200, walking out of Golden Sun. Security opened my door, now I'm getting chauffeured. Texting Moolah films about a movie poster. Cardo got some beats, gonna send them over. Why I'm buying real estate? Let's get a hood of makeover. My man's called, I pulled up on him real quick. He asked, could I help him move five bricks? No, nah, I'm legit, I'm a rapper now. Graduated from the game, ain't no moving backwards now. Money come and go, so I'ma grind every day. Even when it's slow, I'ma grind every day. Welcome back to Intimate Conversations with yep. Tanitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul here on Hot 702.5 FM, and we are discussing Out of Touch. But before we continue, you guys, we got actual factuals today. Yep. We didn't have them last week, but no. Bobby's coming uh, with them today. So go ahead and get into it. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? I, can I hear can't you. hear me. I can hear you. All right, good. You are the building. Oh, buddy, what do you mean you can't do your business unless you have a building? What are you doing right now? Are you working your business out of your house? Are you working for Massa? Or are you working your mouth? Stop the split-tongue split decisive linguistics. You know as I know, you will do nothing that your fears won't step out of the way of. You don't need a brick and mortar in order to obtain order. I know a hip-hop label that pushes, pushes merch out of the trunk. And their sales supersede the bunk who are somehow out to lunch and miss the meeting on how to get it from the bottom. No handouts, no quarterly corporate bonuses, just hard no's and profitable yeses. As the faithless fold their hands and rest on their knees, you delete the idea of chasing fairy tales. You trust God in your feet and not just in your sleep, like osmosis. <laughs> 
Don't be halitosis or go on without motion. Create one. Your speech is, is, of doing carries no weight. Fill your plate, but don't admire it. Work your brain. Don't retire it. The uh, expiration date on the norm has come. You own the way you do you now. You are the building. That was Sorry, dope. I just wrote that, guys, so forgive me. That was stuttering. That, that, that was dope. I got it. Totally. Um, basically, you, you're talking to people that dream and don't do. Right. You are um, talking to people who feel like they need to acquire all of these things to be able to do. Yes. And it's like you don't have to acquire anything. All you have to do is, like we said last week, have an idea mm -hmm. and put it to motion. And so now is the time, you guys. It, everything is so upside down to where, you know, people are making money off of their phone from uh, testing products. Yeah. People are making money from talking noise, you know what I'm saying? Just yep. saying whatever the heck they want to say, they're making money. YouTube celebrities that came on that had an idea or maybe was just sitting at home doing something really crazy, they got on YouTube, they went viral, and now YouTube people are actors making real money. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I go back to um, Woody McClain, who was one of my favorite I, I remember following him uh, um, a few years back when Bobby had showed me, I think, a couple of clips of, of, of him. Mm -hmm. And now he is a full-fledged superstar. Yes, because then when Vine came out, people missed the change. The shift yeah. was this this platform is going to be our new audition tapes. Yeah. We don't need to show up to your building, you know, after missing a train and all that and stand there in a room with all these people. Right. And then get selected. We don't have to do that. Yeah. Vine changed that. Then every other social media platform after that has followed the trend, you know, yeah. YouTube and then Vine. But still, no no need for all of that silly, old school, barbaric yeah. rhetoric. And so, yeah. So basically you were just saying, you know, if you if you go if you're going to have a business, the business is you. Yep. And so it's all about you, no matter whether you have a building, you're online, you walk in the streets, you have a sign standing outside. The mm. building is you, it's yours, make it happen. So yep. I like that, Baba. I loved it a lot. Um, and I understood it. Absolutely. So it wasn't too deep. It wasn't over my head. You know yeah, how you, I try to keep yeah. it super simple. You, you know how you do. Not your, super your, simple, your, but you know, easier yeah. to understand. You know how you do. Your stuff be just way different. I'm like, what? I wish more people I gotta, would listen. Yeah, I mean, and people people do listen. And like I said, you, you always say that your stuff is for the people who can hear you. Right. But I really want to be able to talk to people who um, – may not be able to hear. Like I said, that's why I'm here. So if, if I'm able to break it down and help the people who, who hear you, hear yeah. you, and right, then those right. others that are like me, we're going to have to break it down little by little so we can hear you too. Yes. <laughs> it's only fair. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. So we're, uh, uh, we're going to talk about the minimum wage, you guys, debate. It reference to small businesses and your business. I found some articles with some pros and cons. So this first article is talking about the benefit of $15 minimum wage. So it says small businesses can reap several benefits from a higher minimum wage that may offset the increased payroll cost. A survey from CNBC found that a majority of small businesses can absorb the rise in labor costs resulting from increases in state and local minimum wages. A growing number of business owners have recognized the benefits of paying 
paying fair wage, paying living wages to their employees, and even supporting a national wage increase. One of the reasons that large job losses do not tend to accompany increases in the minimum wage is that the increase in low-wage workers' incomes generates increased spending in the local economy. The Economy Policy Institute found that raising the minimum wage $15 per hour could increase a worker's annual salary by $5,100, which will likely go towards daily necessities. And then it was saying that, um, a study by Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago estimates that a dollar raised for a minimum wage worker translates to an additional $2,080 in consumer spending by their household over the course of a year. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. In addition to enjoying their higher consumer demand, small businesses that adopt living wages benefit from productive workers. And then it says that productive workers will not have a high turnover rate. So that's one of the reasons why that they are one, you know, some of the reasons why they say that it, it, um, it will work for small businesses or businesses. But the, the killer or the killing small businesses Khan says that some people making a big deal about the $15 minimum wage because they want a family wage, but wake up people, minimum wage at McDonald's and other entry-level positions was never intended to be a living wage or a career position. Right. And it says it is intended as a stepping stone to, to, to a better position through experience gained in that job as will be your next better paying job. So do you really want to be 40 years old and asking, do you want fries with that? Right. It says a $15 minimum wage is going to do far more in the big picture to reduce your total overall net income than increase it. And how does that happen? Some people will be hired at $15 an hour, but only the best, smartest, most energetic that consistently go above and beyond. The hard worker will retain the job, but will find a better paying job and soon be moving up the corporate ladder to a better paying job, making way for the next entry level go-getter. So it says that's the way it's intended to work. So if your life goal is just to have a job and nothing more, then you will likely always be living in poverty. It is not society's or business's responsibility to raise your standard of living simply because you have a pulse but no ambition. So an afterthought may be $15 per hour will clean up the proverbial gene pool, Mm -hmm. but the two biggest things it will do is kill small businesses and feed inflation. And then you'll be demanding a $20 minimum wage to pay for your $12 dollar big mac yeah and then basically it's saying that a lot of it will uh cut out some restaurants possibly so it'll cut out the tip people the people who work for tips yeah, and the they tip survive off, of and they survive off of tips though they're getting that 15 dollars, and then um it will it will cut that uh of what you know what they get when they're in the restaurants and then it might cut the you know the restaurant business a lot so uh, what do you think about that article? And um, I wanted to touch on this basically because we, we were talking about small businesses and the ongoing debate. And I feel like as an entrepreneur trying to hire people and having to pay uh, that higher minimum wage is going to is going to put us out of business, I think. I kind of I kind of hate it. I kind of hate all of it. Yeah. I feel that it's stupid. I feel that raising the minimum wage at jobs that are minimum is the dumbest thing ever, and it's fixing to offset society so damn bad. Yeah. Yeah, everything's about to inflate. You know, the gas prices are already stupid now. Yeah, they're going I've seen like 360 the other day. Wow. So seeing stuff like that, and then they're going to add these, add, add three or four extra dollars to people working, $9. Yeah. I'm not judging, but I haven't gotten service worth more than 850 For real. At McDonald's. For real. Ever. Yeah. 
So, like, you know, yeah. I'm not judging. I'm not, don't get me wrong on that. Like, that position is for you to step in, as I did when I was 16. Like the article said. Do yeah. the shit. Learn some, some business. Learn how to uh, take some orders. Right. And then move on. Yeah. You know. Sharpen your people, uh, your people skills. Yeah. And all that other kind of stuff. This here's not going to do it. You're going to have yeah. a saggy pants 16-year-old, you know. Making as much as me. Who, yeah. Who hadn't okay. washed his hands since well, he yeah. left, left the womb. Making your burgers now for $15 an hour, barely. Yeah. Yeah. While on the phone and fraternizing with somebody coming into the job. Yeah. This is dumb to me. Or getting mad because your customer had an attitude and you're now talking about your customer in front of your other customer. Because I just experienced that the other day. I'm at a, um, yeah. I'm at a clothing store and there, you know, the, the, the retailer... Uh, was a young girl and the the her customer kind of made her kind of upset. Oh, that's bad. She, out sna- here. she snatched the bag, yep. and so she's like, "Uh, bitch." I mean, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. All and she's talking about the customer that left in front of the new customers, and yep. that's not good. That's not good customer. Service I see that at least at twice a week out here yeah, in Vegas. That's not good customer service. It's that's not nice. right. And so our last topic, you guys, we're talking about word of mouth advertising because it looks like we are yeah, at about, yeah, we're, we're at about 10 minutes. And so our last topic, word, uh, word of mouth advertising, do we still depend on that for, for our business, you guys? So the rule of thumb is if customers are unhappy with your company, they will complain loudly and publicly about their bad experience. Even though tech- technological advancements have given birth to a variety of marketing channels, and tools, word of mouth or WOM marketing has not lost its relevance. So this is, these are fascinating facts. It says being one of the most trusted channels, WOM, word of mouth marketing, is key when it comes to decision making. 92% of consumers trust recommendations from friends. Yep. Word of mouth brings in five times more sales than paid media. Did you know that? 74% of consumers identify word of mouth as a critical influencer in their purchasing decision. 88% of customers trust online reviews. Yeah. 64% of marketing executive, executives consider word of mouth to be the most effective form of marketing. Brands that are able to create an emotional connection, which we talked about before, receive three times more word of mouth than those that don't. Word of mouth drives $6 trillion of annual consumer spending. Word of mouth promotion is the most trusted of all forms of marketing of customers trust word-of-mouth reviews and recommendations. And it says the latest research reveals that word-of-mouth effectiveness supersedes all other major marketing channels. These include television advertisements, Mm -hmm. print ads, and even social media. People are four times more likely to buy a product or work with the business um, if somebody told them about it. And this is exactly why we were able to get away with trashy pictures in the beginning of Orlais. And it said uh, customers acquired through word of mouth promotion spends 200% more than the average customer. And then it says, this was really interesting to me. When it comes to products, Gen Z statistics are clear. 82% of Gen Z, this generation, just generation, trust their friends and family most when it comes to advice on products. That's beautiful. So they're not even buying products unless, you know, and that's, but, but that also is the, um, that's the 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 clone mentality and the follow mentality. So in a sense, that, but that it's also good. It's I mean, it's good. good it's good for it's know, good for businesses. Your personal but I'm just, people. Yeah, it's good. For, it, right. Yeah, it's good for businesses, but it is still the you know oh so and so got the new uh, iPhone fifty eight, so I'm gonna get it. <laughs> right. You know, 
or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it, it kind of so then the businesses are, are kind of vying for your attention. And so if you can get a Gen Z or somebody to say, hey, this is dope, then, you know, yeah, then that's that, you guys. So what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts are uh, do your business. Do your business the way you do your business. That's it? Yeah, stay consistent. Reach okay. your people. Okay. I get it. Uh, my final thoughts are there seems to be some good and bad to almost everything we do. Doing business in person versus online for me is strictly based on what I'm buying and how long I want to wait. And also if my male person is good at their job or not. So with that, it goes, it can go both ways. As far as image, I totally believe image rules the world. That perception can make or break everything that you are in business and in life. Should they raise the minimum wage? No. Jobs should go back to the drawing board, though, and pay wages according to the skill level and danger of the job. Like, why are security guards making $10 and $11 an hour? That makes no sense. At all. Last, I've never really been a word-of-mouth person. I typically do and go where I want to. But if someone gives me exceptional service, um, and if I have a friend that is really trying to grow their business and I believe in their brand, I will tell others about it. And that's what real support looks like, you guys. Absolutely. Let's help each other out and stop the, I always got some tea for you. I always got something bad or negative to tell you about this experience. But do I ever go online or go on a rant when, I, when something exceptional happens? Mm -hmm. When somebody gives me great service, do I rush to Facebook? Do I rush to uh, Twitter no. or whatever and tell you, oh, my God, I was in the store today and this young woman was absolutely amazing. Let's start doing more of that. Yeah, we can teach that. We can start yeah. teaching that. Let's start doing more yeah. of that. So uh, be sure you guys to tune in tomorrow on FB Live for our new show, Rude Awakening, with me and my girl Terry at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Also, tune in next week for our movie Monday of the week at 6 o'clock. Pacific Standard Time, we're talking about the social network live on our FB page. Our show was sponsored in part today by Mook the Barber and Crisp Products, Isla Cole the Stylist, and Orle Worldwide. It is your girl, Talitha Kume. And it's your boy, Big Bobby B. And wait, before we get up out of here, I got to shout out the homie, yeah. C. McLeod from L.A., him and Adrian Rowe. It's her C-Day. Uh, on the 8th so we want to say happy birthday to you happy birthday and, uh, you know uh, we look forward to doing some amazing stuff with you man these are some beautiful people man I love them so carry on alright so you guys we're out and that was you um, it's your girl Talitha Kume it's your boy Big Bobby B again giving you something to talk about yeah yeah we're out peace this is Talitha Kume and you're tuned in to Intimate Conversations presented by Food for the Soul Hot, hot 7025 F Make Radio Great Again